to Die For podcast includes the spooky, scary, salacious, and sometimes psychotic. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. It is our fourth episode. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, I am Liza, and this is my cousin Lolo. Sup? <laughs> uh, I'm a little worried about this episode now because last week you said that uh, four was a really bad number. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just, I mean. Well, I mean, you know, it's. I think it's all going to work out really well. Okay. Um, because I think it's with a theme, and as long as you're doing it in a theme, then it's okay. It makes it look like you did it on purpose. Perfect. All right. <laughs> or something like That's what that. I tell my students, and it's fine. If you do it, if you're consistent enough, then it looks like you did it on purpose. Fake it till you make it. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just be so bad at something that that everyone's like, oh, that's just their style. (laughs) Right? It was a conscious decision. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. I I think there's a lot of that going on with us. Right. Right. Well, I feel like we have, I I do agree that our last episode sounded way better in the car. Right. You could actually hear us. So much more listenable. Um, Yes. And so I'm looking I, forward to our good sound. I am pretty proud of ourselves. I have to say for most of the podcasts that I've listened to, at least the first five to ten, if not more, episodes have really wonky sound. So the fact that we only had two sounds with super or two episodes with super shitty sound, I feel like is a win. Yeah, so, no, we're, we're figuring shit out. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Ooh, real loud car. Cool. Oh my god, speaking of really loud cars, I swear to god, like a full-on like motorcycle gang went through our neighborhood today. <laughs> like the entire house was like shaking. And oh my, my sculpture was lighting up. Um, because my sculpture responds to sound. Um, oh, that's cool. Right? So like, yeah, it was it was intense and it lasted a while and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Just you know, stuff, yeah. whatever. Well and yeah, you have a you have kind of a quiet little neighborhood, so that could be I have a quiet neighborhood with a really busy street. Mm, that's like true. that street is is heavily trafficked, which people try to make it not heavily trafficked by putting a whole bunch of signs up. Regularly in the morning, people are stopped by cops because they're not like you're not allowed to turn on the street between like certain hours and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So regularly in the morning, I see people, and they generally stopped right in front of my house. My (laughs) house is exactly how far down you have to go before the cop pulls you over. So see, true crime in real life, right? (laughs) Turning. And then there, we might hear dogs barking today because I am downstairs today. Yes. Um, and there is a dog right next door. Yes. Oh, can you see? hear it bark, bark, barking now? I can. Yes. That was really funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the no. Dogs. That dog. <laughs> he knew. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's going to be a thing today. Well, cool. I it just <sighs> just adds a little flavor. You'll know so. the comings and goings of people in my house or ghosts or squirrels. Better squirrels. Definitely squirrels. Never mm-hmm. ghosts. Okay. <laughs> Well, why don't we, like, get spooky all up in this bitch? All right. (laughs) Okay. So our episode or our theme for this week is actually a two-for-one. The the same building I'm covering for my murder case and for my haunting case. So kind of cool. Was can I ask a question? Of course. I'm raising my hand, but you can't see it. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I missed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not a visual medium. Um, So did the murder happen before or after the haunting? Uh. Both. So there were some hauntings that happened before and then some that happened after that do involve the person who was murdered. So this place is all sorts of messed up and I don't want to go there. Can you give me the address of this place that I do not want to go? (laughs) Will I ever? Will you? Do you see me ever going here? You might like see it, but not actually go into it. So because I think it's creepy as fuck. Uh, no, it's kind of snooty. Oh, yeah. Oh, and well, you I know, think I can, they... sometimes I can be like bougie. I don't. I don't think they would let you in. Oh damn! I, well, no, like I think there's. Uh, you'll see, but there's some some like real big names that they won't even let in. So I'm feeling like us as little nobodies are definitely not on the guest list damn but yeah. if i had a clipboard i do you think they'd let me in you could you could be like i am the Clipboard's ceramics really... inspector right no i mean no i'm just you don't talk to people here's the deal you don't <laughs> talk to people about why you're allowed to be there you just act like you're supposed to be there Got it. And then the clipboard makes it way more official. The clipboard, you walk around with a clipboard and like looking at stuff and you get the right like glasses on and glasses. So my friend was a financial planner, still is a financial planner, but he's like, and he doesn't need glasses, but he wears glasses because he's like, yeah, clients (laughs) listen to me when I wear these glasses. And then he does like this thing where he looks over the rim and like tells them that they really need to do something and then they do it. He's like, if I don't have glasses on, they don't listen to me. So it's a thing. Okay. So check. On authoritativeness. Yeah. Glasses. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. But I don't want to go to this place anyways, but now that they won't let me in, I kind of want to (laughs) go. Okay. Well, uh, we can definitely work on that. It's going to be a life goal. It'll be good. All right. Well, we are looking at the Dakota Apartment Building, uh, and it is dubbed the most famous apartment building in New New York City. Hmm. So the Dakota Apartments are a co-op building on the northwest corner of 72nd Street and Central Park West in the Upper West Side in Manhattan. The building was started in 1880 and finished in 1884. And it was uh, designed for this guy named Edward Cabot Clark, who was the head of the senior, 
Singer Manufacturing Company, like the sewing machines. Oh, singers. okay. I was like, I, you, I like, know. What does that? Yeah. Like I American know. Idol? <laughs> yes. In the 1880s. Right. I, well, you know, the 80s. Right. Which still there wasn't an American Idol then, but <laughs> still. But, you know, close. Uh, Whatever. So it's, it's all the same. <laughs> So it supposedly got its name because at the time of construction, the area was super sparsely inhabited and apparently as remote as the Dakota Territory. So this story, though, didn't show up until 1933. So mm, it could or could not be real. But either way, the building is called the Dakota. So when. Yeah. Uh, when it was first built, there were 65 apartments, each with four to 20 rooms, and no two are alike. Four to 20. That's like quite a difference. I know. It's Who's the one that lives in the 20 room house? Is there just one apartment with 20? I would imagine so. It didn't, it didn't specifically say, but I would guess there was probably only one. So, also, could you imagine having like being that poor architect? Like, I need you to create sixty-five different floor plans, and then no, this dude had ADD, and (laughs) like he was like, "Yes, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. I want to make so many." Because if this was happening in the eighteen hundreds, like these guys weren't like flooded with like jobs. They're like, That's yes, true. this job is going to take me, the, like, it's going to be most of my career because they were only going to live until they're like, I don't know, 56 anyways. <laughs> I'm just making sure. All right. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but you sounded, you sounded. Yeah, see, like how that works. You mm-hmm. just sound authoritative. Yeah. And I, then people was... are like, yeah, that's, ex- you are right, clearly. Yeah. Good yeah. job. So. Yeah. All right. Well, it was Clark's vision to create a high-end area in the Upper West Side, uh, which clearly worked. So the apartments were accessed by stairs and elevators, which were a total novelty at the time. Uh, well, elevators, not stairs. Stairs had been around for a while at that point. <laughs> at least I assume, you know. They... This is insane. They had their own power plant to cover the electricity that was needed. <laughs> I mean, that's like what a school has. Like, that's like a big building-like thing. I guess, yeah. It but can it, be... Yeah. I I would imagine, though, in the 80s that it took up a whole lot more... Rever- the 1880s? The 1880s. <laughs> you know, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That it took a whole lot more room to power a huge building than it does now, or the 1980s. Who knows? I am looking at a picture of it on the internets, and it is uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, kind of out of place in the middle of everything, which makes it creepier. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that I know that a whole bunch of people got murdered slash ghosted in here, Mm -hmm. um, it sounds creepier. Cool. I don't want to go right. in there. All right, see, there you but go. But I want to, I want to, oh no, I want to go in there, but I don't want them to let me in. I want to <laughs> go in and then be like, excuse me, ma'am. And I'll be like, with my like clipboard, like, no, 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 I belong here, bitch. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Just like that. 
I mean, I'm going to, well, what I'll do is I'll have my glasses on and I will pull them down and look over the bridge of them. Yes. Yes. And I'll be like, excuse me? And then I will also tower over them because I'm going to wear six foot, like six foot, six inch heels (laughs) on top of my six footness. (laughs) And it is, and that is already, I think, a fairly intimidating thing. It is. Yes. So it's, I'm going to rock this because I'm going to get a really nice fucking suit. Nice. I'm going to spend a lot of money to go into this. To go, just to walk into this building. (laughs) To go into this building and be like, I don't need to be here. Psych, bitches, and then just run away. <laughs> I can't run into those heels. <laughs> okay, well, okay. It's so, anyways, flaw in please, our I'm sorry. They no, have a okay. lot of electricity. I got, I get it. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then there was lots of other things like servants' quarters, a playroom, a gymnasium, a garden, I don't like a the playroom. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a croquet lawn and tennis courts what kind of playroom i don't i don't know it just said playroom i would assume for kids right you just look at that and you're like playroom and i look at that and i'm like you mean for like sex stuff <laughs> i mean what kind of play like if this is a fancy place with 20 rooms i feel like they don't want kids here i you would think probably not but that's just because we don't want kids so (laughs) i mean if i'm paying that much money for my 20 room apartment i don't want kids yeah no except for my own because Mm. they're wonderful see see Mm -hmm. so they probably felt the same way no other people can't have my emotions okay (laughs) (laughs) i'll work on that for you okay thanks no problem. Okay. Well, all of the apartments were rented before it was completed, and it became fashionable for the high society of Manhattan to live there or rent a second residence. And, oh. oh right? A oh. second. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's and, a really expensive place that no one can afford. I'm just going to have a second right for you know weekends or when i feel like it (laughs) thursday exactly uh the building was designated a a new york city landmark in jumping way ahead 1969 and Mm. then added to the national register of historic places in 1972 and then designated a national historical landmark in 1976 so Fancy. Oh God. Okay. Shit. (laughs) I dropped my mic. Hold on. Technical difficulties. (laughs) We are professional. I'm just trying not to like burp into the microphone. I'm really wondering if you can hear me pass gas over the microphone. Uh, I have not yet. I did. I did last week hear myself burp, but since I edit the podcast, that did not make it in. (laughs) I don't know if I want you to edit out like my gas or not. Okay. Well, you think about it and let me know. Mm. Hmm. Okay. You've got time. You've got time. Okay. Okay. 
So in this crazy building, their uh, notable residents included the likes of Lauren Bacall, Leonard Bernstein, Judy Garland, Boris Karloff, Rosie O'Donnell, Maury Povich, Gilda Radner, and so many more. John Lennon. Don't forget John Lennon. Yes, John Lennon. Uh, But apparently being rich and famous doesn't actually get you in because they turned away the likes of Gene Simmons, Billy Joel, uh, Melanie Griffith, and Antonio Banderas. They just Mm, were like... Maybe they were too crazy. I guess. I don't know. But uh, come on, Maury Povich. (laughs) Good point. Well, but I mean... hmm, hmm. Well, maybe he's not crazy in real life. There you go. I don't really follow any sort of, um, like, celebrity news. So I don't know who the true nutty ones are. And when we're talking Gene Simmons, are we talking, like, kiss Gene Simmons? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I feel like that might be um, explainable. (laughs) So I've listened to him on NPR because this is the only place that I get my information from. Totally profile (laughs) me and you'd probably be right. Um, And uh, he seemed like kind of a pompous ass. Um, He's very like knowledgeable and well-read, but he also was like, I was like, oh my God, you're kind of like, you're snotty. (laughs) He was snotty. Okay. I I do, I I don't know much about Kiss, but I do feel like I have heard that he is very uh, infatuated with himself. He's the one with the really big tongue. Yeah. So I feel like we're soulmates on that front. Yeah. Yeah. So are you. Yeah. So. So that's, I might be infatuated (laughs) with myself too. Oh, well, I mean, when you've got a tongue that just kind of like rolls out. That has its own thing, like prehensile. Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean. It's a feature. It is. It's good. So, Okay. Back on track. Well, <laughs> so uh, you did you did uh, sneak up on my punchline because when oh, talking, fuck. that's okay. When talking about famous people at the Dakota, probably the most well known are John Lennon and Yoko Ono. <laughs> I will shut the fuck up in the future. <laughs> this is what I get for looking ahead because I did want to. I did look at the internet and it told yeah, me things. It did tell you things. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's okay. That was why I just kind of skimmed over it. <laughs> You're like, no, shut up, Laura. You're yeah, doing no, it wrong. Shush. Okay. Um, and in case for some reason you've been living under a rock for like the past 50 years, Lennon founded the Beatles in 1957 and became half of one of the most successful songwriting partnerships in music history. Uh, the other half, of course, being Paul McCartney. Are you discounting both George and Ringo in their writing? Hello, Yellow Submarine. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to we're going to have a moment here of like I like the Beatles, like I enjoy them, but I am not like a super fan i'm not like i don't know all the things and so the internet's definitely told me that it was a partnership between paul mccartney i mean they were the two main people but the other the other guys like did write some songs however they were funky okay Um, which i would have to say the funkier songs were some of my favorite songs okay so you know all right 
Well, he did uh, stick it out with the Beatles through for you know with Ringo Starr and George Harrison until 1969. Um, so just like a super quick hist, well, probably not super quick, but <laughs> a little quick history of Lennon's life because he is the topic of our story today. So oh. he. Mm-hmm. So he was born October 9th, uh, 1940 in Liverpool, England, during, this is insane, during a World War II German air raid. Like, talk about making an entrance. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, His parents were in and out in his early years, but his mom did teach him the banjo and the piano and bought him his first guitar. Um, And so he was super devastated when she was hit by a car and passed away when he was 18. Damn. So I know Think that I did not know about. Yeah. See, I, I hopefully I'll sneak some little gems in that you you did. Well, know. I'm not I'm not a crazy Beatle fan, but I did definitely grow up in the like realm of boomers that were that are very true. Because yes. my so my friend in um, elementary school, her mom, they were from England, um, and her mom used to go see them in Liverpool, like in like little pubs and shit. Um, right that's that's pretty cool it is pretty cool (laughs) okay so at okay at 16 he started a skiffle band i don't know what that is yep what the fuck is a skiffle band you might ask it's (laughs) a jug band fuck yeah start a jug band I thought that was glorious. It is. I know. So McCartney joined the band and then introduced him to George Harrison in 1958. And then the group changed their name to the Beatles. And then Ringo Starr joined the group in 1961. Because the previous drummer like is constantly kicking himself for getting out of that one. Yeah. I don't even remember his name. And that's why it's sad. Yeah, that was bad life choices. So, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine having that on your conscience? I wasn't. I was in the Beatles a little bit before they were cool. A tiny, tiny bit. Damn. Uh, Yeah. So we're gonna skip over Beatlemania. Like everyone knows, it was a thing. It was insane. You could look it up on your own. Still is a thing. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know what it is, like. Go go look it up. So he ha- uh, he married Cynthia Powell in 1962, and they had a son. But then they divorced in 1968. Now we make the page turny sound. <laughs> remarkable. That's I what know. we're getting. We're getting remarkable. Yes. And yes. we are also programming in a page turny sound because I think that we should just keep that as a thing. Yeah, it's definitely once once I get to be not. 90 years old and have a tablet then i'm going to keep the page sound because it makes me happy so there you go all right (laughs) so a year after his divorce he married yoko ono dun 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 right uh in like everything that i could find and in all the beatles lore you either love or hate yoko ono i mean that bitch is crazy but it could be crazy cool, crazy like, uh, Yeah. No matter what, definitely crazy. Yes. But, like, and 
there are lots of fans that say that she split up the band, but it kind of seemed like in all reality, there was a whole lot of things that kind of happened all at the same time. Like their longtime she manager. She didn't help. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it helped, but I don't think she came in and was just like, you guys are done. Like, right. No, she, but she did like go to all the like rehearsals and shit and like actually insert yeah. herself into shit, which was, I w- listened to a couple of like early recordings of that and I was like, huh, like that's, that is weird. Yeah. Um, well, so what's even strange, again, I am not a big fan. I don't know all the, all the stuff. So just going off of what I was reading, there was a lot of talk of, and maybe this is just her side of the story saying that like he wanted her there though like yeah he no needed he did her to be there like and not just wanted but like needed her almost as like this security blanket type of right. thing so and that's the been that's the thing that the other band members didn't like yes um, is which i feel like that is actually like a relatable situation yeah yeah no it's i i get it well and so and you can also get why people would be like because I mean, everybody's had like somebody who started dating somebody that you're like, oh, dude, I really don't like hanging out with your girlfriend yeah. or your boyfriend or something. Right. They're kind of like a downer or <laughs> weird or right. just awkward. Yeah, but it did. There was all kinds of crazy shit that was going on. Like their longtime manager died of an accidental overdose, which totally left the group reeling. Lennon himself was totally abusing drugs and it was getting crazy out of hand. Um, Their their tastes in music were diverging and it just kind of became a job and no longer joyful. So, Which I would say, though, going back to the jug band, like mm-hmm. when you said that he had a jug band, I was like, oh my God, that's why he likes Yoko so much. Because she likes <laughs> crazy shit like that. Because <laughs> she is her own artist and performance artist in her own right. Yes. Um, she is big within the art world. Mm-hmm. Um, and her shit is wacky. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yes. But, you know, that's just like, welcome to the art world where you can tape a banana to a like wall and get a million dollars. Right? I am clearly in the wrong industry because, yeah, I feel like I could do that. I just need somebody to discover me. Right. <laughs> well, you have to, I mean, actually, we have a lot of... You should take classes with me. Um, we have a lot of classes about how to really uh, start to create your brand and um, make sure that you can move forward and market yourself appropriately. Well, there you go. I feel like that would be important for our podcast as well. I'll, I'll send you some shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, take take all of that however you will you do you and honor your feelings for yoko but the group did officially break up in 1970 and then he went on to record his own solo albums and duets with yoko ono which i'd feel like no like that wasn't popular i i don't i don't think so <laughs> i think his solo stuff was okay but the duets i think were probably because she, uh, she is interesting. Wacky. Yeah. That's uh I I would I would liken 
her to my favorite term of being a wackadoodle. I was gonna. Oh my god, are you like a mind reader? I was yeah. totally thinking she was wackadoodle. Yes. Perfect. Thank you for introducing that word to our podcast because wackadoodle is one of my favorites. It's actually um, a tier on our Patreon. You can be a wackadoodle. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah. I need to go. Okay, so I'm bad because I haven't gone on yet. That's okay. But I should. Yeah. And then because we're supposed to be funny, there's also a snickerdoodle tier. <laughs> oh my god, that's my favorite cookie. <laughs> how are we so in tune without even like talking about it i don't know we just we just are we just Mm -hmm. make amazing magic i mean i will say that i wasn't gonna listen my initial like thought about this podcast was i was never going to actually be able to listen to any of it and i have enjoyed listening to it so that's i think that's uh a testament or I'm Gene Simmons and really into myself. <laughs> it can be a little bit of both. That's fine. <laughs> Disagree with me. That's great. <laughs> I will. Yeah, yeah, Laura, you are into yourself. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you do you, boo. I love you just the way you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, back on track. So they moved to the U.S. in 1971, but were constantly being threatened with deportation. Um, the government. Wait, who's said, they? I'm sorry, I totally. Oh, missed sorry. This part. Uh, Lenin and Yoko Ono. They, okay. They, yeah. So they moved to the U.S. Um, but the government said that they were constantly threatening them because of a prior pot convention conviction in the U.K. But. Turns out the Nixon administration didn't like his activism against the Vietnam War. Right. Yeah. Then and Lenin- which I think so Elvis Presley, I think, was like actively because this was during the McCarthy like era where mm. they were like doing all of the Red Scare and shit. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because Lenin had actually thought that that was the problem and then was eventually proven correct when docs were uh, documents were later released, like unclass or uh, declassified. Yeah. So that's that's just communism was a big, like, scary thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. That whole Nixon administration. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother topic. Okay. So Yoko and Lenin separated briefly, but then they reconciled about a year later and then had their only child a year after that in 1975. And Lenin pretty much left the music world to focus on being a father and a husband. So uh, December 8th, 1980 is kind of the day that everything went to hell. So in the morning, he'd gotten a haircut and... um and did a Rolling Stone photo shoot with Annie Leibovitz. So she actually came to their Dakota apartment for a photo shoot and took this iconic shot of Yoko and Lennon. Um, it was a Yoko- big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, I, I, when they were describing it, it sounded really weird. But then I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, I've totally seen this picture. So the crazy part is this is happening within my lifetime. Um, not, like, with my, like... I mean, I was like, like fucking two. One or two. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it is something that I have definitely like grown up with and mm-hmm. is in my um, 
it's in my zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah. When I have like a yeah. fancy educated so, Yeah, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, I can try to explain it. But again, it's going to sound really weird and you should just look it up. <laughs> Yoko is laying down. She's totally fully clothed. Lennon is completely nude and kind of wrapped around her in like a fetal position and is is kissing her. So it sounds weird when you explain it, it. i mean and it, it's i mean it it's look, a little it's weird. weird but it also is like a beautiful annie Leibovitz is like an amazing photographer yes and i think that was also during the time when they were doing because they had done like a protest where they were in bed and like they're mm-hmm. like we're not going to get out of bed until you guys like stop fighting or some shit yeah there was there was a lot of crazy things that they did like we could go on and on but i figured i'd like this is already gonna be a long episode (laughs) i think i think that actually really describes the relationship really well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so there you go all right uh well around noon a friend of lennon um actually talks with this stranger who's hanging out uh outside of the dakota who's holding a copy of lennon's album double fantasy And he says he's from Hawaii and is hoping to get his album autographed. Uh, Lennon, meanwhile, has an interview in his home with RKO Radio and seems to be in great spirits. You know, things are going great. And then around 4.30, Yoko and Lennon leave with the RKO guys. And uh, Lennon actually signs the album uh, for the man who was, you know, there earlier talking to his friend. And uh, they head over to the recording studio and work on a new duet. And then they leave shortly before 11 p.m. So when they arrive back at the Dakota, the same man is there. And they, uh, John and this stranger make eye contact. And then he pulls out a 38 handgun and fires five shots at Lennon, striking him four times in the back and the chest. So wait, this happened on the same day of that shoot? Like yes. the photo shoot? Yeah. I did not realize that. That's yeah. fucking crazy town. It's yeah, so it makes it even even bigger that they took this photo in the morning and then yeah. <laughs> that's it's, that's you're blowing my mind right now. So cool. Okay. <laughs> So Lennon manages somehow to keep walking, but then collapses in the vestibule of the Dakota. Good Uh, word, vestibule. It is a good one. Um, It sounds very fancy. It is fancy. It is. (laughs) So the cops are called immediately and he's rushed to the hospital, but doctors are unfortunately able to resuscitate him and he's pronounced dead at 11.15 p.m. that evening. So the stranger was, of course, Mark David Chapman, who was born in 1955 in Texas, and he states that his father was abusive, and by 14, he was using, um, he was using drugs and skipping classes and running away from home, but he became a born-again Christian in, at 16 and then was involved in mer- uh, multiple church groups and world vision. That totally leads to murder, right? Uh, yeah. Yay, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly what we were taught. Yes. So uh, in college, he fell behind in his studies and his relationship with his girlfriend ended and he just totally began to feel like a failure and was having suicidal thoughts. 
And then he had several jobs and one failed suicide attempt. Uh, and he did some traveling and then married his travel agent, Gloria Abe, at 24. So he began drinking heavily and totally became obsessed with the catcher in the rye and the main character, Holden Caulfield, who had a powerful hatred of quote-unquote phonies. Right. Yeah. Did you have to read that book? I did. It's It's been a while, though, so I remember yeah. very little of it. I just remember him being very emo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I literally had to look it up as to like why this main character. I was like, I you just called I, everybody a phony. Well, everyone. yes, just along the lines of being a hypocrite, same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Chapman weirdly had actually been a lifelong Beatles fan, but it kind of all went sour when uh, Lennon's "more popular than Jesus" statement came out with that whole "born again Christian" thing. He was mm. not on board. So we'll just go and take like one of the like 12 commandments and just do one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, thou shalt not murder is definitely less important than somebody saying they're more important than Jesus. Like, you know, it 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 all evens out. Well, you can't have false idols. That's also one of the things. So, you mm, know. There you go. I kind of, I mean, not big on the whole like religious thing, but I kind of feel like that one's a little more doable than uh murdering. I could be wrong. Hot take, but you mm. know, yeah. So, anyways, controversial. Mm hmm. But uh, so at this time, an acquaintance said that he seemed, quote unquote, seemed really angry. And he talked about it all the time, saying that it was blasphemy and things like that. And of course, the phony thing also comes into play in regards to Lennon's lifestyle. Chapman actually later said that, you know, he told us to, this is a quote, he told us to imagine no possessions. And there he was with millions of dollars and yachts and farms and country estates laughing at people like me who had believed the lies and bought the, the records and built a big part of their lives around his music. He just said, imagine it. He didn't say you couldn't have it. I just <laughs> imagine it. Do you get what imaginary is? No. It's real. <laughs> it's imagining things makes it real. Right. So, no, you have to do it because if you're not doing it, then you're not imagining. That's exactly what imagining is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, my cat has uh, opened the door <laughs> nice. and is now part of the podcast, just so you know. That makes me so happy. My cat is also part of the podcast. She was very happily asleep until I started recording and has mm -hmm. been running around the room upset that she can't get out. But if can I let her out. Can we use the word wackadoodle again? We can. Cats yes. are wackadoodle. Yes. And assholes. All cats are assholes. Yes. But not all assholes are cats. Exactly. You know, I talk to my cat and she talks to me uh, in the voice that your cats talk to you. The high-pitched one? Yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> it, that is most cats' voice. However, um, a friend of ours has a cat that does not speak in a high-pitched voice. Um, he's more oh. like a low-pitched. Like, oh. this cat is like a thug. Um, oh. Also goes with him to work and gets in, like gets into the car and like go like he's a total bro. 
Oh my god. He's a bro thug. I kind of want a bro cat. No, he's kind of, he's a super dick. Oh, okay, never mind. He won't let anybody out. Like, he can't date anyone because his cat doesn't like to have another person in the house. Not another cat. Another person in the house pisses this cat off. Wow. Okay, never mind. I don't want a bro cat. But he does, the cat does like to go with him to work um, and is totally chill at work with him. Like, he hangs out and, like, that's acceptable. But not in the house. Not in the house. No, that's that is his space with his man. Okay, they got a cute little bromance going on. Oh my god, it's it is really cute, but he's also a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's his name you know. is Kitties. Kitties. Yeah, I'm calling him out on the on on the radio, whatever, on the podcast. <laughs> his name's Kitties. <laughs> You hear that, kitties? You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm sure he'll uh, <laughs> he'll just slide into our DMs with like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> it's lower. Yeah, sorry, sorry. That was the, the normal cat voice. And now everyone thinks we're insane because we know how our cats voices Most sound. cats are high-pitched. They are. They are. Yep. My cat has one setting, and that is to sound as pathetic as humanly possible. So it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, okay. So Chapman had an alternate uh, quote unquote hit list with the likes of Johnny Carson, Elizabeth Taylor, and Jackie Kennedy Onas- Onassis? Onassis. Onassis. Thank you. Onassis. <laughs> I was like, All of a sudden, I couldn't remember how to say that. Okay. The only requirement, basically, to be on his list was that you were famous. Not phony? No. You just had to be famous. Oh. Well, then why is that list not bigger? I don't know. I'm sure there were other ones, but those were some of the most notable ones. But then in October of 1980, he traveled to New York to kill John Lennon, but left to go to Georgia for some reason to get ammo from a friend and then he went back to new york in november but ultimately returned. so he forgot to bring ammo i i don't i don't know like i don't know if it if it was some sort of bid to not leave a trail or something but that doesn't make sense because later on he just waited to be arrested so i don't know but he went to new york went to Georgia to get ammo, came back to New York, and then ultimately returned to Hawaii where he was living, and then told his wife all about his plan, and showed her the gun and the ammo, and I'm sorry, I'm going to call out on this one, bitch did nada, like nothing. Well, maybe she was like, yeah, you're you're hilarious, husband. I, yeah, maybe, but I mean, if if or your husband is maybe she you supported an- him because she was like, "Hey, you know, you're my husband, and I have to stand by my man." Maybe, but I'm I'm gonna call out on this one. I'm I'm not on board. So, yeah. I mean, I support <laughs> your decision in healthy relationships. Um, it's weird, but you know, but. Yeah, I feel like that probably wasn't a healthy relationship. Yeah, probably not. So he did make an appointment to meet with a psychologist, but he missed the appointment and flew back to New York instead. Good call. Yeah. Uh, On the day of the murder, he bought a copy of Catcher in the Rye, 
and then spent the day outside the Dakota. Even this just gives me a huge case of the eeks. Like he shook hands with Lennon's son and called him a beautiful boy when him and the uh, nanny were returning home. Just yeah, ick. Okay. So um, then we already talked about that, you know, he shot Lennon as him and Yoko were returning home. What's crazy is Chapman just remained at the scene and calmly read Catcher while waiting to be arrested. I feel like there's a whole like conspiracy theory about Catcher in the Ride, but it could just be because that was like a movie that I watched. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see See the movie where they were doing, I want to say it's like Manchurian Candidate or something like that. Mm. Oh. Um, but Catcher in a Rye, like, like, that is a popular book among crazy people. Maybe we should stop making children read this book. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it seems like maybe it's not great. I didn't really like it. I don't think I did either, but again, I was, I was like, dude, this guy is such a white bitch. (laughs) I really don't want to listen to him complain about anything anymore. It's really annoying. Like, please stop. But maybe I lack empathy and I am a horrible person. Possible. I, I'm gonna go with no. Okay. Okay. Thanks. No problem. I appreciate your affirmations. I do what I can for you. So he was charged with second degree murder, which makes no fucking sense because that means it was not premeditated. Clearly premeditated. What the fuck, mate? Like, (laughs) did they just not have the evidence? Were they incapable of doing it? Like, what was the spiel? Like, what sort of sentence did this dude get? Yeah, I don't I don't know. So he goes to New York multiple times, shows wife plan. Right. Like, executes con- plan. I go, think yeah. Before meditating. Like that seems like exactly what that is. I mean, maybe I'm wrong in my thought definition of premeditated, but like well, maybe they that d- seems- didn't have the information or there was some I, other like I mean we can't really know unless we're in that situation because there's a whole bunch of like wackadoodle stuff that yeah. happens within the court system um so we are not fully informed but Very we can true. still say that it's wackadoodle yeah so he was intervu- uh, interviewed by multiple psychiatrists pi- uh, prior to the trial, and some of them declared him psychotic, para- uh, paranoid, schizophrenic, manic depressive, or various other personal or having m- various other personality disorders. But he was declared competent to stand trial, and he plan- entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. But Six months later, he ordered his lawyer to change to a guilty plea, saying that God had told him to. Okay. Yeah. So here's the deal that I have with um, this, like, plea for insanity. Because I feel like if you are murdering people, you are already not sane. Right. Just yeah, in general. It, it like, does. there is not a sane situation. Well, I mean, maybe, like, so maybe somebody's going to be like, yeah, Hitler. But mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a rough one. So I but, feel like if you did actually murder Hitler, like, 
at like within the framework of that time frame, it wouldn't count because people wouldn't know that he did like crazy shit at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and if know. you were somebody like because everybody talks about being like the time traveler and they just go back and murder Hitler but then you would be that wackadoodle person that said you were from the future and you just <laughs> needed to kill him because he was going to do some bad shit <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I just I my brain blanked and I had nothing to contribute it was good so <laughs> Do you just have to like tune out of half of my shit because you're like, I don't even know what you're saying anymore. <laughs> no, I really was paying attention. And then I, I looked at my notes and was trying to figure out what I wrote and then realized I definitely could didn't not say anything about Hitler. <laughs> could not contribute to this conversation. I, All right. <laughs> I promise to focus more in the future. <laughs> I'm sure it's, everything's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Okay. Okay. So back on back on track to things I can contribute to. <laughs> less than uh, less than a year after the murder, his sentencing hearing took place, and the DA argued that Chapman had murdered Lennon as basically a quick route to fame. And he was sentenced to 20 years to life and sent to Attica. This is just because I'm not on board with this lady. His wife has stayed with him all this time. And super gross, he gets one conjugal visit a year. <sighs> Wackadoodle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wait, maybe, hmm. Is it a healthy... I, don't, I can't tell if this is... I don't understand relationships. Uh, yeah. This is what I'm going to take away from this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just go for that. Okay. So he first came up for parole in 2000 and was denied. And he's applied every second or every two years since then and has been rejected all 10 times. Because <laughs> wackadoodle. Yeah. The parole board has listed the following uh, reasons throughout oh, the years. <laughs> I'm so excited you're going to tell me this. Yes. Uh, the first one is it would uh, deprecate the seriousness of his crime. There were concerns for Chapman's life. Who who cares? Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's care for crazy people. Yeah. Okay. compassion or something but yeah keep him in prison yeah uh concern for the public safety and welfare uh, yes please yeah the monumental trauma inflicted on yoko ono witnessing the murder and which yeah seriously <laughs> Uh, at the 2010 hearing, she actually said, I'm afraid it will bring back the nightmare, the chaos, and confusion once again. I, yeah, I can't imagine how terrifying that yeah, would be. Yeah, no, that, I, I feel like I, I've had dreams where um, my husband has been killed, and I uh, do not react well. Yeah. Um, and I definitely do not react sanely. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like that's a legitimate uh, reaction. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty much certain that I will, I would definitely go insane. Yeah. 
So he is currently being held in the, I believe it's the Wend Correctional Facility and is up for parole again in August of this year. Uh, December 8th now, uh, fans and mourners gather around the world, uh, especially at the Dakota, to remember him to this day. So that is the very sad tale of losing John Lennon. Let's let's get spooky. I'm I'm gonna like I just want to think about that a little bit more because I hadn't ever really like thought about his like I was just like yeah he got shot and like guy went to prison. That's crazy that it's I don't always connect it to like current day life and it is right. definitely current. Yeah, it's this is what it, you like it, to think about. I know. <laughs> Well, that's. I realized I was a little broken this morning when I texted you and was like, "Oh, I'll cheer you up with this death and death and ghost stories." <laughs> yeah, like you're feeling sad. Let's record. It'll cheer you up. Let's right. let's talk well, about murder and ghosts. I mean, us talking definitely joy. It creates joy. Good. Um, you. Telling me stories also creates joy because I love when people tell me stories. <laughs> um, ghost and murder stories. That is the only thing that is out of line in this equation. However, I have noticed a significant trend in my life where I end up watching all of that shit anyways, even though I know I do not like it and it affects me in a very deep and emotional way. <laughs> I might also be broken. Okay. So we're gonna just hug this little like quirkiness that happens to mesh up very nicely like two puzzle pieces Aww, you complete ah. me <laughs> mm-hmm. okay okay uh so first a little fun fact and i'm i'm wondering i'll tell you about it when i get to the end of the sentence if it happens or not i have a thing that i'm expecting to happen okay okay so the Dakota exterior was used as the Bramford in 1968's Rosemary's Baby. I haven't watched that. <gasps> ah! So it, ah! Didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work because I literally wrote Q Lolo's traumatic memory. I have no. <laughs> I was like, is it going to be about ceramics? No, I was just waiting for you to have some sort of weird traumatic issue with this movie. But if we want to watch that, like, we can. Okay. And then we'll have some traumatic memories. And then I can have, like, let's make new traumatic memories together. Perfect. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> and then we'll share them with our listeners. <laughs> Okay, Sorry so, to disappoint. <laughs> it's okay. I think it also said uh, that it was the apartments that one of the girls lived in from like the, the Babysitter's Club. Did you ever watch that? I read that. I Yeah, I read it. I don't think I ever watched it, but I think yeah. it was, yeah, one of them supposedly lived there. So, <sighs> I, bitch. Right. She I don't remember which one the bougie one was, though. Yeah, I don't either. But she didn't need a clipboard. <sighs> So. <laughs> Are you dissing my clipboard? No. I don't need a clipboard. I own a clipboard. 
Do you really? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I have things to clip and board. Okay, sorry. <laughs> How else do you think I'm going to be authoritative? How do you think I demand respect in my classroom? <laughs> it's all the glasses and clipboard. I'm telling you, it's it's a persona. Okay, cool. You you bring in that grandma chic, and then you're just right. No, old lady chic. Oh, old sorry, lady. sorry. Old. Grandma would require me to have children, and for my children to have children. That's which true. No. We are already a couple of generations behind on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, gonna gonna stay that way too. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> let's do some actual spooky shit. So we'll we'll stick with the with John Lennon for a little bit longer. Uh, Before his death, Lennon actually frequently saw a spirit that he called the crying lady who would roam Uh, the halls of the building. Can I tell Uh, you that I am actually downstairs in my spooky house and it is dark. (laughs) I am not happy about this. So you chose when we recorded today. (laughs) I didn't time it. I didn't realize Okay, so only morning recordings from here right. on out. Or just okay. turn the lights on before I fucking yeah, start. Or you, do you need to get up and turn the lights on? No, no, let's just, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to sit in what I've created. Okay. Well, and then you have to sleep alone too, right? Because Michael's yes. still. Yes, <laughs> yes. And to top it all off, I got this. I don't want to talk about it. I have the spooky <laughs> light on. <laughs> Did you have cute traumatic memory right now? <laughs> um, I have the spooky light from the computer screen on, which totally reminds me of Poltergeist, which there I don't really want to talk about because it's already like, I, ugh. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so let's, yeah, woman let's, crying. Let's, cool, 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 cool. Let's do this. Awesome. Okay. So others have also seen her, and the theory is she's the spirit of Elise Vesley, who was the Dakota's manager from the 30s and the uh, through the 50s. I'd she- cry if I was a manager. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) She was actually super into the paranormal and thought that she was psychokinetic, uh, which means that she thought she could move objects with her mind. Cool. Yeah. Uh, But then tragically, her son was killed when struck by a truck outside the building. Couldn't move that truck. Yeah. And she was never the same, but in a good question mark way because uh, <laughs> she was extra kind and protective and they think that she is still rowing around and watching over like the kids in the building um so seems like it sounds creepy yeah uh, okay <laughs> i mean yeah i guess if some ghostly crying some, woman is some just lady, watching okay, your kid please just like imagine a not ghost lady walking around watching your kid crying. Creepy, not creepy. Yeah, we're going to go with creepy. Okay. So then you add the fact that she's probably like see-through and that's that just adds That's already layer. ghost period creepy. But mm-hmm. woman walking through the halls crying looking at your kids. Oh man, rough. Okay. Well, we'll we'll just stick with creepy then. <laughs> so 
After Lennon's death, uh, he has actually been seen numerous times standing at uh, at the entrance to the Dakota where he was shot. Uh, he's reported to be seen standing in an eerie or, quote, ominous light. And what the fuck is an ominous light? Right? Well, I mean, eerie or... So, okay. First of all, ghosts. So already scary. I don't Got know it. why you need a light. To be scary. But I think ominous means it's like a flashlight coming from underneath you. Oh my god, that's what I was just thinking. Yes. Okay. We're that this... sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. We're I feel like this podcast is gonna make us weirdly sync up and it's we're just gonna We're already synced up. Like... Yeah. We're just gonna kinda morph into the same person though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't cool. know that I'm going to start a burlesque act though. Well, okay. You unless also... you want oh my god. Can we do a burlesque act together that is a reaction, like a redo of Ghost? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to be Patrick Swayze. Okay. (laughs) I'm so on board. Okay. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) So good. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, ominous light. But then also he was supposedly seen by Yoko Ono, who continued to live at the Dakota for 20 years after his death. And he appeared sitting at his piano. He turned to her and said, don't be afraid. I'm still with you. And then vanished. That's exactly how you get afraid. I know. That's I was like, I can't decide if this is super romantic or really terrifying. I think it made her happy, but well, again, then we're you know, you do you. She's a little wackadoodle. So there you go. I mean, I can think of like a couple situations where that might be okay. Like yeah. not, I mean, not with John Lennon, but you know, and me personally, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not real sure how I would feel if I just turned around and John Lennon was like sitting at my dining table or something. Like, yeah, no, that's not going to be okay. I'm with you. Um, like, I mean, if it was if it was a loved one, then I'd be like, yeah, please hang out with me. Yeah. Okay, we'll go for that then. Yeah. Um. So another well-known ghostly resident is the young girl, and she has been around for ages. Like possibly even going all the way back to when the building was constructed and she has blonde hair and wears a yellow taffeta dress with white stockings and black leather shoes and like that's a really detailed description Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's generally playing with a red ball and will enter and exit through doors that lead to like closets Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Yep. You don't. So she like did she get is she like in the walls? Maybe I don't know. They didn't. They there's no explanation that I could really find of when like where she came from or like a a child's death or anything like that. So I don't. Know. I think that one's the creepiest one. Okay. Cool. Uh. So I don't. Do you know. disagree? Like which I one? Mean, which one's the scariest one for you? Um. There's a different one that I'm I'm a little more creeped out by. We haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Uh, so I don't know how you would feel about this then. So the first time that she was seen was by a group of painters, you know, probably back towards the end of the 1800s. 
and they saw her and she proclaimed it's my birthday and then disappeared down a hallway <laughs> not cool yeah so one of the painters did die shortly after seeing yeah, her yeah from a heart he... attack right. well or he fell off some scaffolding and then because down she a pushed stairwell. him <laughs> some people blame the young girl but like that Shh, I... because they're right okay well to... hey, it seems like mostly she just wants to play but uh-huh <laughs> they yeah, also have some people play. <laughs> when they push you down the stairs okay yeah. some people <laughs> some people also think that the crying lady is still around to take care of the young girl so i, don't I mean that makes sense that they're like besties yeah i mean but, if you're a little girl i would want i am young. not on board with this little girl okay well then let's let's move on thank if you if you head on down to the basement no <laughs> no <laughs> who does that no one should do that <laughs> Here's this building that's like, God damn it. She fucking pushed you down the basement. (laughs) Okay, so lots lots of weird stuff happens there. Yeah, of course it does. (laughs) So there was an electrician in the 30s who was working on the building. And he was in the basement when, like, out of the shadows comes this short man in a frock coat with a, like, big winged collar. And he had small steel-rimmed glasses sitting on his very long nose, a well-kept beard, and a really shitty wig. So the penguin (laughs) a la the first Batman? Ooh, a little bit, yeah. But I think with, like, more hair, but shitty wig hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. So the the man walked up to the electrician, glared at him, took off his wig, shook it in his face, and then he vanished. Uh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Gross. And at what point in time did the electrician shit himself? Because that's <laughs> what I would do. I'm not sure. But he has been seen many other times, but with decidedly less hairography. And it's hair. Wait. Yeah. What's that word? Okay. Maybe that's a burlesque thing. It's hairography. It's like choreography for your hair. Yeah. Okay. so is it, it, wait is it how you do how you like make your hair or how you do shit with your hair how you do shit with your hair like if okay. you've got like you know you crazy spin it or you do some insane flip or you know things like that, that is a burlesque term and i have learned a new word today thank you there you go you're welcome uh it is suggested that he looks astonishing like edward cabot clark who was the guy who had the the dakota built um but he was he did die before it was completed so maybe he's just kind of hanging out he's out in the basement there are also accounts of objects moving around on their own and Mm -hmm. even a metal bar that flew across the room and landed at the feet of a staff member and in the basement yeah we're still in the basement I don't know why we're still in the basement. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll get out shortly. So, <laughs> Is this uh, the creepiest one or we got more? No, there's more. God damn it. I, Maybe this I one's turn on the lights. real haunted. 
Um, so yeah, when this, and when the staff member tried to pick it up, this bar was so heavy that he couldn't get it off the ground. So how did it fly across the room? Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. So also apparently the dearly departed don't like change and aren't afraid to show it. So shortly after Joe Milziner, who was considered the greatest set designer of the golden age of Broadway, died in a cab outside the Dakota in 1976, workers started reporting items being thrown around the basement and bags of garbage just like flying all over. Why are they attributing it to this dude that died in a cab outside of it? I think he had done some designs and stuff the in the basement? building. I'm not sure. But it was like right after he died that it all started happening. So hmm. they, I guess they blame him. And Maybe another, a ghost was really sad that he died. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so this one's the scary one. Mm. so he also doesn't like change and is called the phantom of the dakota or the mad slasher mm. yeah so it started with newly installed elevators being vandalized with these giant slashes in the paneled walls and they seem to be made by like a knife and were too high for a child to reach and so deep they had to have been made by someone really strong. And every week they would replace these paneled walls and a few days later they would be trashed again. Like bleh, so I don't they like don't it. have a like a security camera in the thing. What when was this when were these uh, I th happening? think this was still around like the seventies or eighties. So yeah, I don't think they had like the CCT cameras yet. The eighties? We didn't have CCT cameras in the eighties. Like. Maybe, but I don't feel like they had them like everywhere like they do mm. now. So yeah. But also at the same time, these weird piles of shredded paper were found piled up in the halls on the ninth floor. And it seemed like they were set up like you would like set it up to start a fire. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that's weird. So what's kind of funny is everyone. I mean, okay, wait. If you're gonna put shit in a pile, like what? Di what's the difference between a like a pile of shredded paper for you know trash versus pile of shredded paper for like a fire? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, cool. So, so I'm not. just I'm just wondering if people are like reading into this I a mean, little bit because maybe. one terrifying. I still think that it, I am going to vote that it is vicious squirrels that are in this building. <laughs> okay, knife because wielding. this is I mean you know like a human size like it's actually a dude um, <laughs> in a furry costume in a furry costume right. <laughs> perfect well so what's really great is everyone started getting like super suspicious and there were rumors flying and it came to a head like literally when a can of paint fell from the roof into the courtyard and almost hit a tenant and the thing is there was no remodeling or painting projects going on so why was there paint on the roof there was just a crazy maintenance worker it could be so this part cracks me up even more. A bunch of the residents like tried to play super spy by hiding in various spots and like, you know, they had out their binoculars and stuff. Why don't they just go hide down in the basement? 
I don't know. Well, because who wants to go hide in the basement? It's scary. Clearly, that's where the ghost is going to live. Well, not if he's trashing shit in the elevators. You just move around. You live down in the basement. Yeah. Get okay. up in the morning. I'm, I'm not hanging out in the basement. This. But right. basically, all they found out that there were multiple spouses having affairs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So, not quite what they were looking for. Um, <laughs> the Phantom, though, he soon disappeared just as quickly as he showed up. Yeah, that was a dude. That one was a dude. Okay. Dude in a squirrel costume. Cool. The most recent activity, I don't know how recent because there weren't any dates, but it said the most recent, comes from the apartment of Frederick and Suzanne Weinstein. Uh, which is apparently just like a hotbed of activity. In general, there is the sound of pacing footsteps. Chairs are pulled out from under Frederick. He's been pushed by an invisible force. And the rug has actually been pulled out from under his feet. Hmm. Yeah, not liking that. And one night on their way home, I also really don't, I don't like this. The, he looked up from the, the street and saw lights on in his living room. Mm. And... And the chandelier was all aglow, which would be really cool, except they didn't have a chandelier. Maybe it wasn't his house. No, maybe he was... he's confused about which window is his. I mean, maybe. Um, but when he went inside the house, it was totally dark and there was no chandelier, which makes sense. Was he drunk? I don't, maybe. But there, he did actually find that there were bolts in the ceiling where one had previously hung. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. This one, okay. So the creepiest thing to happen occurred after Frederick and his children were goofing around with a Ouija board like style game that uses letter tiles instead of a board. And we're gonna stop right here for some little life lessons with Liza. Stop fucking playing with Ouija boards. It never ends in a good way. Like, don't do it. I wanted to have a Ouija board when I was a kid. My mom's like, no. Yeah. My She's like, you are not gonna we that is just it's you're not gonna mess with that. My mom did the same thing. She she exactly, and I have been terrified to this day. I have never touched one, I have never played one, and everyone else needs to just stop it. It yeah. I mean but so many movies. No. Yeah, and do they this. ever end well? I mean, you know. Uh-huh. That's why they make them. So you mm. can watch people do stupid stuff and you'd be like, why, why did you yeah. walk down into the basement? You idiot. Yeah. I really like, have you seen the the meme where somebody made this? It's I Granted, it is beautiful. It's this like hardwood floor that they actually, I don't know if they like burnt the letters in or whatever but they actually made their floor a Ouija board and it's beautiful but then somebody posted like yeah that's all fine and well until your Roomba accidentally summons a demon (laughs) (laughs) which oh my god I would totally want oh my god no yeah so okay so that was just life lessons with Liza stop it so so while they were using it, the game board tiles, however it works, were told them that they were talking with the little girl, possibly uh, mm, the young girl with the ball. Like 
the little I've you know what so far you've told me all of the things mm-hmm. um and the little girl is still the scariest okay well it gets um no. better first okay something better okay uh, Wait, how am so, I gonna feel about it I probably not better damn it yeah sorry so they finished playing the game and they put it away and they had all the styles uh, styles tiles stacked on a bookshelf like all of them they put it away several days later frederick found two tiles in the pocket of his suit and then he found a third tile in his eyeglass case and Mm. the three tiles were i see you no 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 nobody no nope so wait we don't think that this was the little girl well i mean i don't know that's because it is the little girl because she's the creepiest (laughs) (laughs) yeah but all i can say to that one is uh nobody nope 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 the little girl never it's the it's the young ones they're gonna come and get you Right? See? Stop playing with Ouija boards. So, but the good news is, that's all of it. You've survived. Yeah, it's definitely the little girl. I <laughs> I know my ghosts, and I know which ones are the creepiest ones, and it's the children. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, children ghosts really creep me out. I mean, children kind of creep me out I'm still traumatized by the, by the trailers, like the commercials for Child's Play. Mm-hmm. never watch the movie we'll yeah. never watch that movie yeah and, I, and it, it the commercials have traumatized me yeah i i just there's something so creepy about children girls and i have to say that i now feel so goddamn bad about every time that i went and stood next to my mom's face when i was a little kid in the middle of the night and woke her up mm. like i you did that oh yeah you never you never no 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 no. like not not in a bad way but like in a like i'm scared or like don't feel good if you like wake her up if you're waking her up but if you're just sitting there okay okay here's the creepy version i was trying to wake her up but you know but you but no come on if you woke up in the middle of the night and you're like totally dead asleep and then there's just a child staring at you like wouldn't no no no. so there's a big difference though if you're like touching her and like trying to wake her up that's um that's fine if you are just standing there and looking at her now you're a creepy kid and that is not fine okay i don't think i touched her i think i would just be like mom that's okay that's Okay. okay Okay. If well. if you were attempting to make communication in like some sort of sensory like thing, Normal but if you're just sitting there, thing. yeah, if you're just sitting there and staring and you're not saying anything, you're just staring, <laughs> you are creepy. And that is when you are not okay. <laughs> okay. No. Well, that's I... because I want you to really like think about that. Okay. Imagine a child. Do you? Are you terrified like I am? Because I don't (laughs) think you are. That's (laughs) really creepy. Kids just doing shit like. mm -mm. So when I come stay with you next, I shouldn't just sneak into your room. If if I wake up and you are just, and I wake up and you're just staring at me, 
I will punch you in the face. And I won't feel bad about it either. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well, if you... Yeah, okay. I was going to say, well, you might have to buy me a waffle sandwich or something. But Sure, no, sure, I, sure. I feel like I will deserve it if I have snuck into your room and I'm oh, just yeah, staring no, at definitely. you. Yeah. That's, that's just, anybody doing that is already, like, not okay. But kids doing that, like... Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Now I want a waffle sandwich. Why mm. is it? Why isn't there a Bruxy up here? I feel like. Don't you have like a Death Star waffle sandwich maker? Waffle I have maker? a Death Star waffle maker. Yeah. So but then you have a sandwich maker. No, it's not. It's not the same. I mean, it's always better when people make things for you. Yeah. I mean, every time <laughs> the last time we were down there. Uh, I think we were there for three days and I think we ate there like five times (laughs) (laughs) because it's so good. It's good. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm actually starving now, so I have to go eat something. Mm, Um, Oh, wait, can I tell you what I'm going to go eat right now? Is it going to make me mad at you? Uh, Are you bragging? So. Well, maybe. Okay. I mean, I found Peeps cereal. Oh and I'm going to eat that. <laughs> can you tweak I'm them? An adult. No. Well, I mean, maybe. Yes. You can. Okay. There's So it's marshmallow flavored with marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to get diabetes. I welcome the bitties. You are going to turn into diabetes cat, okay? Wilford Brimley I have is going to share it with my cat, too. Because no! I walk around the house and the cat sits on my shoulder. And so oh, my God. I have a shoulder cat. Oh, my God. Um, but I encourage it by giving her treats when she sits on my shoulder. Stop giving your cat diabetes. Oh, but it's too cute. No, give give her a cat treat or I'm something only gonna it's a limited time only cereal so i'm gonna oh just my God. i got a family size box because it only oh came in a family God. size and i have already almost eaten the whole thing and i'm not mad about it okay well when your foot falls off you let me know <laughs> i then i'm gonna be super cool like uh victoria modesto and i'm going to um get to have like a peg leg okay um if you haven't uh, is she the one that does the amazing dances and she has like the the it almost looks like a like a stabby yeah 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 and she does a burlesque show with like as a like a robotic like woman she is her yeah she is just beautiful her art is amazing right i was like oh my god i think i want that and then i was like this is probably not the message she's trying to send but still (laughs) but if your leg happens or if your foot so i am not going to i'm going to make the best cereal okay all right i'm gonna go have some some sugar and that's gonna make me feel better about all of the terrifying things that you said and i'm not gonna share it with a ghost child that lives in my house what? There is there no ghost one. child. Nope. Squirrels. Just squirrels. Okay. All right. We'll have a great dinner of peep cereal. And <laughs> and uh thanks all for listening to this. Make healthy life <laughs> choices. <laughs> Make yeah. 
don't do what we say, not what we do. Is that it? Well, don't Ouija board and eat peeps. No, Ouija, don't Ouija board, eat don't. peeps. Okay. All right. And then have peep wars when you get too sick <gasps> after eating like one peep. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we love you all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at To Die For Podcast. If you'd like to send us an email, it's To Die For Podcast at gmail.com. Cover art is thanks to Joelle Haight, and original music was created by Vincent Amsden.